Good morning, everyone. It's the 11th of May, and welcome to the Arconomics Weekly podcast. I have with me, not actually with me, but remotely, Sheldon McDonald, Solomon Nevins, and Nathan Sweeney. Nathan, we had some very surprisingly bad unemployment data from the US last week, and yet the markets seemed quite happy to look through that. I wonder if you could just quickly run us through those numbers and how the markets responded. The unemployment data was expected to be bad. We've got 20 million people unemployed in the US and the unemployment figures spike aggressively. So moving from 4.4% in March to 14.7% unemployment in April. So these numbers are staggering. But I think one important thing to take away from this is that the vast majority of those laid off, they actually told surveyors that they expect to be rehired within six months. And I think that's key because it really shows you why the market is looking through this, because this is expected to wash through the system and all these people are expected to be rehired. You've seen incredible stimulus being put to work within the US and particularly to support people who are unemployed at the moment. So lots of unemployment benefit being pushed through. And the S&P was up last week. So it was up 3.55%. It had a strong day on Friday. And actually, I think if you look at the NASDAQ, the NASDAQ was up 5.8% last week and is actually now positive for the year, up 5.6%. So quite a phenomenal return for the NASDAQ given what's happening in markets. But you have to remember that a lot of the companies within the NASDAQ are expected to benefit as a result of COVID-19. So if you think about technology companies, you're going to see a definite increase in the use of things like tech software, tech hardware. And so that's why technology as a sector was up 7% last week. Some definite rays of sunshine there, which is more than the Bank of England seem to be suggesting, Sheldon, in terms of their new manner of forecasting for the UK. That's right. Yes, we had the BOE meeting, the Monetary Policy Committee meeting last week. This was the first time that we saw this new stance. So previously, they would give us uh, what were called fan charts uh, for economic indicators. But recognizing the total lack of certainty that they have around specific data, what they've done now is constructed what they've called a plausible illustrative economic scenario, which is really just a, a set of assumptions about the pandemic and the responses of governments and businesses and trying to get a sense of where asset prices and markets and interest rates might move. So it's very conditional and I guess just, as they said, reflecting the uncertainty that we have at the moment. And significant uncertainty always in the oil market, Sol, but last week seemed to be a very positive week. Yeah, another strong week for oil prices. So building on a 17% rise last week, oil was up 25%. And we've seen similar gains over the two-week period for Brent as well. And this has been triggered by the huge fall in US rig counts. So Baker Hughes reported that the number of active rigs fell 33 to 292, which is the lowest since the global financial crisis and is down almost 60% from just two months ago. The concern, however, remains that even despite these falls, production is on a trajectory to result in capacity being full in about six weeks' time. So the concerns that there'll continue to be volatility in the oil price unless we see the pickup in demand um, that lower lockdown restrictions can bring. So we could still see some quite dramatic short-term volatility in terms of this storage. It's a technical issue in a way, isn't it? It is. 
and it's one that's unlikely to be resolved soon. The US government have agreed to take more into their strategic petroleum reserve, but with a huge number of international tankers waiting to offload at US ports and still high production from the US domestically, it's unlikely that we see this issue disappear anytime soon. Indeed. If we look at shorter term, the week ahead, Nathan, anything coming through in terms of data points in the US? Yeah, so the market is definitely going to focus on earnings because we're still in earnings season. You've had 86% of companies have reported their earnings for Q1. So we still have a few to go. I think Cisco are reporting this week. So that's one of the bigger companies reporting. You did see last week that trade tensions have begun to pick up again between the US and China. So I think the market will focus on that to see are we making any headway because we did have reports of a meeting between senior trade negotiators on Friday. China and US are looking to implement some of the first phase one trade deal. So if we see any improvements on that side, I think the market will definitely focus on that. But what we have from a data perspective, we have on Tuesday inflation data. We have to expect inflation data is going to be running a little bit cold. Oil prices low, people are spending less. But on Friday, we have retail sales. And again, these are expected to be poor, these figures. Uh, but, you know, obviously the market is going to focus on these. How bad are they? Is there any kind of take up and slack from spending online, which there should be to some extent, and spending in supermarkets? So that number will be definitely a focus for Friday. Thanks for that. And again, markets looking through current bad data. Sheldon, if you could just give us a few thoughts as the UK appears to be lifting its lockdown slightly. I think, as you said, the market's looking through some of the bad data. So last week in the UK, we got uh, the NBC telling us that they're expecting a 25% decline in GDP in Q2 of this year. They're expecting unemployment to reach 9% by mid-year. We saw new car sales falling almost 100% in April. Some pretty dire economic data, but yet the market was actually slightly up. So there is a slight sense of optimism out there. Partially, that will have been driven in the UK, at least by um, the potential for further QE. The MPC left the door open for that. We already had two members voting for increased QE, but we'll, we'll need to wait until next month to see if anything happens there. But really, the, the markets may be a, a sense of optimism around the fact that lockdowns are easing. The UK is really the last of the, the major global economies to start easing their measures. It's very much on a wait-and-see basis, but I think we're all getting tired of the, uh, the lockdown measures. And again, I repeat that term, optimism around the potential for things to start getting better. That sounds very positive. Thank you all very much. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks.